0: This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Spartan 117. Welcome to Quality Time, the KO Koala Entertainment Podcast. Anthony and Skylar will take it from here. Master Chief, out. Welcome to Quality Time, the KO Koala Entertainment Podcast. My name is Anthony Nicolosi. I'm Skylar Sokol. And today, we are talking about la-la-la-atmosphere, that's right, yeah. Yeah, when I was la atmosphere, I would when (laughs) I was singing in high school, I would like sing songs, you know, at friend get together's and people would give me shit because a lot of times I think it was probably some attempt to like intone things preemptively. I would go ma, like I'd go, I'd have a in front of it, and they're like, oh yeah, a normal word, so. Yeah, instead of saying, like, atmosphere, I'd be like, atmosphere, and they'd be like, what the fuck's that? M-. So anyway, la <laughs> la atmosphere today, yes, inspired by the great Jesse Schell ah. and his amazing book, uh, The Art of Game Design, A Book of Lenses. Lens number 94 is the lens of atmosphere, and Jesse's got this uh, <coughs> little blurb that I think we'll use to introduce the, the paragraph. Again, if you are... Considering game design or game development or just getting into the game industry, you've got to read this book. It's fantastic. Um, and help support the man, Mr. Shell, and his studio. Okay. So Jesse says Some game designers, and I think this is true, have disdain for aesthetic considerations in the game, calling them mere surface details that have nothing to do with what they consider important. The game mechanics, they, they think the game mechanics are important, the, the surface details superfluous but we must always remember that we are not just designing game mechanics but an entire experience and aesthetic considerations are part of making any experience more enjoyable it can make a game world feel solid real magnificent etc which makes the player take the game more seriously and increases in endogenous value oh wow wow aesthetic pleasure is no small thing if your game is full of beautiful artwork then everything that the player gets to see is a reward in itself. Powerful game game worlds have a certain atmosphere. It can be hard to describe what that is exactly, but it's created by way of the visuals, sound, music, and game mechanics all working together. Atmosphere is invisible and intangible, but somehow it envelops us, permeates us, and makes us part of the world. So... Dang the The way we actually like started talking about this was we were thinking of like game more like game settings you know yeah. like space uh underwater foresty super sci fi labby whatever um and i I do feel like the settings play a huge part in the atmosphere um that Jesse's talking about here.
1: Especially the visual aesthetic presentation of that setting as well and the, and the audio presentation of that setting plays such a huge role in the atmosphere of a game. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, no, those I'm- at least are the foundation of the game's atmosphere for
0: sure. I totally concur. And in fact, sometimes, especially I feel more like on the AAA side of things, Like I'd even say this about maybe Red Dead a little bit. I feel like the, the aesthetics and audio... Are, are great are more enjoyable than the mechanics if you will I, like. so i
1: was gonna say one game that i essentially played in spite of the mechanics not being my normal stuff that i enjoy doing at all in games but the atmosphere was so good that i wanted to play it more with Subnautica. Hmm. um so maybe we'll talk about some oceans first yeah uh, i think for just for the record i think the ocean and is like such an unexplored atmosphere, like setting for games. Yeah, I was going to say the games that have done it well are unbelievable. Abzu and Subnautica come most to mind to me for ocean-related games. Um, and both of those games are amazing atmospherically. And Subnautica, like it's a survival game. I'm not a survival game player, but the 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 thrill of like being in the ocean and just the like horror game fear that the atmosphere of the ocean invokes even when it's not necessarily trying to is like crazy it just like comes with its own atmospheric baggage without even having to really try
0: no 100 percent. i and I, i it's interesting the two games you just called out are like right they're both last six years Games yeah. recent yes um, I feel like uh, I agree with you that though I, I feel like underwater experiences are really underutilized in games I also think there's a correlation though with like tech not being there totally. to be able you know to support compelling and exciting water experiences in Halo Two actually which is a game that came out for the original Xbox in 2004 there was this one part where you like you're in um you take this like um, platform over to this. Forerunner facility that's in the middle of this big lake and after you beat some bad guys you take this elevator that goes into the water and it takes you through the water and it takes you to like this other spot and then you're playing through these levels that are in glass with water outside and i remember thinking like god this is the coolest shit just because it was like in water somehow what year you did know that come out 2004 okay. <laughs> and it was like uh y- you know you uh, you had when you went into these levels after the elevator ride through the water space. You had um, uh, like there's like water on the floor, and that gave away these like active camo elites that were walking around and stuff. So it was a really cool experience because um, you know what
1: game? You know what game did that underwater shit inside really well? Bioshock. Hey. And- Like, that game is fully underwater. Oh, no, that's true. That's true. Right, right. Yeah, i are thinking about it. Grant, these are all games, right, where you're underwater, but you're not interacting with
0: the water very much. And I don't know. Talking about atmosphere, you know, for me, even the fact of being in the water influences the atmosphere significantly. Totally. Like I don't need to literally be swimming in the water to you know have the atmosphere impact me.
1: But I'll say, like the impact of swimming around in Subnautica versus being inside no, sh- in Bioshock yeah, is vastly different, right? Like, yep, yep, it's a totally different experience. I um I also think that you you can throw Sea of Thieves in here as well, because oh, yeah? Sea of Thieves is a partially underwater or on top of water game, and that is like Sea of Thieves, especially being on the boat and being underwater, is very atmospheric
0: feeling. Yeah, it's. A, it's a, this is actually a pretty interesting setting because. Like, what I'm realizing, the the experience you really called out of Subnautica was this, like, horror-feeling-like experience. The one of Bioshock is, if there's elements that are horror-y or troublesome, it's not the same kind of No, they're not influenced by the water, for sure. Yeah, definitely not the water, but it's just, like, I don't feel like it's the same kind of tension, uh, you know, scary tension. And then you have Sea of Thieves, which... Like, has no horror element, basically, from the water. There's maybe an element of surprise, but the collective I mean, charm the, of the world. I And the, like, world, Kraken, right? And, the, you know, and those costumes, they horror that, situations. Those are thrills, you know, like suspense and tension, but that's not horror, you know? Well, like, oh, my God. You know, I, I a ho- think that's a, that, that's
1: a de- question for a different day. But I would describe, I think if suspense and tension are, like, the core building blocks of horror. So if you have those, you could easily describe it as horror.
0: Yeah, it's not horror. <laughs> That's not horror because it's like getting in the atmosphere. The collective, the holistic to not like trying not to overuse that word, but like ex- experience of Sea of Thieves offset by its aesthetics, like its um, models and music is not a horror one. You know, like you, you're never, it is never like on the lines of, even like the bothersome the minorly bothersome Bioshock stuff I felt playing. Like it's it just doesn't approach there because it's like it's got this lightheartedness in a lot of parts comes from the music, but also like the aesthetics. So, a, so I,
1: I definitely feel differently about like at least the Kraken encounters and stuff. Like in my experience they had elements of like a horror atmosphere for me. Um okay. because of the way the music shifts, because the music changes completely it does in shift. those situations. Yeah, yeah. Um, also the like chance of losing things that you've gotten is like so intense in Sea of Thieves, much more than in other games that that creates this, that tension plus like the in atmosphere I could describe in like a horror way. Like I, like, yeah, I don't know, but maybe I have a, I have a broader definition of horror than other people potentially.
0: Sure. No, but yeah, just to say, I don't, uh, it's interesting how the setting can, um, Facilitate because Abzu, I think, has parts that get more action y, but at least the parts I initially played when I played on, uh, on Game Pass were like just largely pleasant as fuck. Like, yeah, yeah Abzu
1: is a very pleasant game overall, super
0: chill. So, yeah, um, just again to reinforce Jesse's point, atmosphere is like it, it comprises all of these things. And I, I don't know, I have. Sometimes I feel like some, like, game dev discourse I see on Twitter does seem to have this attitude of, like, game mechanics are more important than the aesthetics, um, just, like, kind of, no matter what they are. You know, and the aesthetics are, like you said, a surface detail. But, yeah, this is... uh, Okay, so, yeah, if you go from water and then you think maybe something like foresty that's another mm-hmm. one where I feel like in a forest. You, I've played tons of games in forests with way different experiences. Hundred percent, dude. Hundred percent. Some horror, you yep. know. Some like charming. It's Ori in the Blind Forest in a forest. You know, like yes, sort of counts. Kind yeah, of. yeah, 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 for sure. Um, it has like at least a foresty atmosphere in some of the parts
1: for sure. So. I also yeah. think of the Pathless, which I played recently, which is right. essentially like a charming but also kind of intense experience that's all foresty, right? So that means that there's more to it than just the setting, right, in how mm-hmm. these atmospheres are created for sure. And as you were saying, it the music and the mechanics definitely play huge roles in like the emotional experience of the atmosphere, even if the core setting is the same.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, one thing... That we've also discussed before. I feel like aesthetics. I feel like atmosphere can be communicated in marketing material better than mechanics. You know, especially
1: in trailer
0: based. Like you mean in like trailers. visual marketing material, right? Not yeah. like a demo. Not and all. Yeah, that and like you know how they maybe will do like a little bit of like a gameplay reveal, like Stray. You know, Stray yes. just came out. You saw some gameplay, but more so than the gameplay, at least for me, I just got, like, the overwhelming atmosphere of that game, right? Um, the charm of the, the world, the charm of, like, your, your presence in the world being the cat, um, I guess you could technically be misled depending on the demo, like, if, you know, it it could, like, give a sense of some experience and then not actually be that, uh, maybe we can talk about that later, but I don't know, in the case of Stray. um, I felt like I got a lot more atmosphere than I did a good sense of how much I'd enjoy the mechanics. Interesting. It, I yeah,
1: I, I thought that the straight trailer did a pretty good job of revealing the mechanics because it had all the button prompts on it. Like, every time the, they were interacting with stuff, like you learned through that trailer that, like, you press X to jump over gaps. Like, you're not doing sure. platforming. You're doing, like, scripted jumping. Uh, it showed, like, how you could, like, scratch stuff and, like, interact with things in cat ways via the mechanics, like, when you're interacting with stuff. So, like, at least for me, it showed me that, like, yeah, it's not going to be, like, a super action-y game. And there's going to be some action, like, they showed the mechanic with the uh, with the laser hat. But, um, mm-hmm. right, but overall, it's going to be, like, more of an exploration story experience. Um, yeah, and sorry I if, think the more you yeah. get closer to an exploration ex- story experience game, the less and less the mechanics start to matter, too, as a part mm-hmm. of the atmosphere. All the way to Dear Esther, which is, like, the the... The endpoint of atmosphere versus mechanics argument, because that game you literally walk. There's no additional mechanics besides walking, right? Mm-hmm. And all you do is experience the
0: atmosphere and the narrative. And in a, and even that in itself um, creates the influences the atmosphere. The fact that like all of your tension uh, attention is focused on not the mechanics, you right. know, in itself influences your experience of like the rest of the setting and music I haven't played Deerester so I'm not sure yeah I get to, to clarify what I meant by the straight one mechanics wise you're right like it did show all that stuff I guess the thing I didn't get out of it is how it would feel because like I can't you know like that what it is feel definitely like? hard to have happen yeah, yeah it's really difficult to communicate that in a trailer um, or even and, a gameplay demo
1: like you said where they're like showing yeah. someone literally playing because the they try by doing that but it's really hard to
0: tell I agree um so on um i have uh, on on that note i have tried games based off of the atmosphere they've communicated i've talked about my experience with destiny 2 before how that atmosphere got me to try it ori though is like the best example for me like ori is not a game type i like playing i have Don't think I've ever finished a Metroidvania. I definitely haven't, like, outside of Ori. Um, And I got into it because I just... You watch the gameplay, and without knowing how fun it actually is to jump around and stuff, which ended up being a lot of fun to me, um, God, it's beautiful, you know? And you get the music, the actual music they use in the trailer is what they use in the game and all that stuff. And their marketing material successfully communicated the atmosphere I ended up experiencing when I played it, which is what hooked me into playing it. So, um, again, just to reinforce, I like, if nothing else, atmosphere should take, be taken into account by developers in my opinion, because it's such a huge part in selling your game. I think. Yeah, Well, and for me, it's one
1: of the driving factors for me playing, especially single player games is like the atmosphere is my core concern. Um, another game i finished recently moving us into another interesting setting where we can talk about atmosphere space right Mm -hmm. and that's outer wilds uh Mm -hmm. you were going to talk about earlier but i distracted us with subnautica but outer wilds like is almost all atmosphere it like the mechanics are relatively simple there's some physics-y things going on that are kind of like goofy and there's some cool ways the mechanics interact with the game but the real core experience of the game is exploring these amazingly different environments and atmospheres with different sounds and like different ways they make you feel and like react right Mm -hmm. that game is like basic and the cool thing is that like every place you're in is feels so different from an atmospheric perspective uh, which i think is one of the reasons that game is like basically a masterpiece because like yeah, you know yeah. some some games struggle to make like one atmosphere um feel compelling and they I made mean. like you know like six different atmospheres
0: feel like unbelievable right so let's talk let's i i saw a little bit of your playthrough of Outer Wilds and I've watched a little bit of other people playing it um what if you had to break down the atmosphere, you talked about it a little bit, but is it the aesthetics and combination? Like what was the audio experience in that game?
1: So uh, outer wilds went with a very interesting audio experience, which was minimal, very minimal music. And okay. it, when there was music in most cases, it was very ambient. Okay. Um, if there at all. And generally music only happened in like very important or like mysterious moments where like you could tell some shit was about to like be discovered or, because Outer Wilds is basically a 22-second time loop where the sun blows up, or 22 minutes, every 22 minutes, and then you start back at the beginning of the time loop with, like, your memories. It, it go, it's part of the story. But, it's um, a roguelite? I did not but know when, that. No, it's not a roguelite. <laughs> it is conti- there's, it's actually almost more of a roguelike than a roguelite, if you want to go with that mm-hmm. uh, explanation. But um, basically... This 22-minute time loop, every time you get to, like, three minutes left, the same, like, music plays. And, like, in most situations, music does not play unless, like I said, you're in a very special situation. So whenever you hear that, it's, like, very, like, oh, shit. It gives you that, like, oh, shit feeling, like, immediately. Because, like, a lot of the game is silent except for, like, the sounds of you moving around, which really adds to, like, the isolated feeling of the atmosphere, because you know, I feel like in general, even ominous music is still comforting in a way because it sort of gives you a feeling that there's more there than just you, right? Right. But when it's just silent and you just hear your fucking like footsteps on the ground and that's all you hear, uh, it it it's like pretty sure. intense, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or if yeah. the or if the music is just very minimal ambient stuff, it's not like it's not there to like be your friend. It's there to just like fill in the gaps where you might have a second to like be relaxed.
0: So would you say the lack of music made you scared sometimes or Absolute, did it, like, abso- absolutely
1: absolutely yeah. yeah.
0: Scared or just like
1: just aware of how like alone you are in the
0: game, right? Right. Yeah, um, I can't I can't not talk about space atmospheres and not talk about Halo and I talked in our first ever podcast the thing I called out about Halo that one of the biggest moments I remember I can remember the fucking goldfish in my teeth like I remember it so clearly is this level in in Delta Halo where the music greatly informs the atmosphere in a way that's maybe a little counterintuitive like instead of like this like bombastic like rock backdrop to kicking ass which does happens in parts in Halo it was this, like, really playful, almost like Irish jig kind of music. And it instead, produced this, at least for me, and I, I think for a lot of people based off of the ex- things I've read over the years, like this sense of empowerment. Like, this is so trivial you know, because like you're playful, master chief. a more
1: playful approach, right?
0: Yes. Like, you had a fuck ton of bad guys, but when that music comes on, it changes, like, the whole feel of that moment, you know? there could. Compare that to, like, um, something that I personally didn't really care for in the the latest 343 Halos. There were moments where you did have these, like, action-y parts. And it worked in Halo 4. It was a sto- an emotional story about, like, Master Chief kind of finally not being able to solve everything. So it kind of made sense. But um, you, like the the music made it feel like you might lose i guess and the halo sure. music doesn't usually didn't usually used to sound like that so um anyway that being said uh that that experience of space is pretty i don't know when i think of space that i, I feel like while halo takes place in space a lot <laughs> it feels more like foresty Earth than it does space. Most it feels either
1: like Earth, like outdoor Earth-like, or like sci-fi lab-like. Right? It doesn't usually feel space-like. Like Like for example, a game like Dead Space, which like there are sections with zero gravity where you're like very aware you're in space and like shit feels like space all the time in those games. You know what I mean? Right? Yep, Yep. Yep. And it's interesting. It's definitely a different approach to like. Spa- what space means and maybe space the fact that halo takes place in space isn't that important to its atmosphere it's more just the fact that it isn't taking place on earth that's important as more important to its atmosphere. Yeah, i Whereas guess like so. dead space cares that it's like actually in space you know what i mean uh,
0: yeah i would say like the way it feels like to me is that the it's more of the, the fact that it's happening in space and in foreign like you know with alien context to the reality you're experiencing even though it feels normal just adds to, like the mystery so in a sense it does add to the atmosphere in that it adds to the mysterious aspect of the halo atmosphere especially in the original trilogy that was there but um it is not like the space setting you described like in dead space that was a good example in outer wilds halo doesn't use space in the same way right um, yeah. You're never like dealing with the realities of being in space like gravity
1: and shit like that. At least no. generally not. No, not really. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um also the the classic space inconsistency in all games and movie media except for very few, which is that there's no sound in space. <laughs> so I don't know where your music's coming from, my dude, because it's not coming from space.
0: <laughs> it, it is not. It is coming from the mind of the great Marty O'Donnell. That's um, yeah, no, uh, for sure. There was just, oh, I was just going to say, I was going to transition. The king of probably atmosphere for me, like in any game I've ever played, is Minecraft personally. That's I, really interesting. Though. I like never get as immersed in like the immediate world of the game as when I play Minecraft. And there's a an imme- there's a an, an amount of music that happens but like me- Minecraft's music's not continuous all the time all the time. And pretty minimal as well. Right, pretty minimal as well. well. Um and obviously everything about its aesthetics and its audio design is stylized you know yes um but it's it just come co- like coalesce, coalesces to like create this immense collective charm that uh is super immersive for me like most of the time the way i would describe that atmosphere is like chill when i'm not in active danger and right. then pretty tense and even some amount of jump scariness when you're in serious danger um yeah like it's got that whole spectrum of atmosphere which is it's, part of the reason why i like it so much
1: it's pretty amazing how in a game with such simplistic like graphic choices right mm-hmm. it, it can evoke such a range of like atmospheric feelings like the feeling of being in a cave with like zombies hearing shit through the walls or whatever is such a different experience than being like in the daytime in like you know in a village for example or whatever right right <laughs> Wah. yeah oh. it like <laughs> yeah it's it it is uh honestly you're totally right a masterpiece of atmospheric design and making all these different places you go feel so different when they all are like
0: just blocks right <laughs> yeah like the nether is one of my favorite ones because you go to nether which is functionally like a kind of minecraft hell and it the soundtrack in the nether is so interesting i've always found it so interesting because it's like it the aesthetics especially the color design there right it's, you get a lot of reds you got a lot, you get a lot of like intense danger colors i guess yeah, yeah. blacks browns dark right. and, and intense yeah. and things that are aggressive hostile mobs and whatever but the music can have this like uh almost like tragic chillness to it um that is so it's such a cool dichotomy to like experience i guess and yeah. again just Yeah, Minecraft is is probably my favorite atmospheric um, game. Like the 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 game that nails atmosphere the best that I enjoy the most that immerses me the most of all the games I play. Probably, that's really cool. Yeah. What about you? Is it what like if you had to say a game you've played or that you play regularly, you feel like the atmosphere is the most immersive of any of the games you played? I mean, it sounded like Outer Wilds was that's really hard to say outer wilds
1: has an amazing atmosphere bioshock infinite has an amazing atmosphere because like the world building is so good um i mean even like cyberpunk open world games in general have like a very interesting atmospheric feeling because the world feels so alive around you and that can be really immersive Mm -hmm. um but i'm thinking i mean it's probably a horror game probably something like pt honestly
0: Hmm. um are you familiar yeah, I know what PT is, but I've never yeah, played it. Yeah,
1: that that game, like that game, is a masterpiece of atmospheric design because you're literally just walking down a horror fucking hallway over and over, right? Yeah. And like somehow it feels different every time you walk down that hallway. It's always scary as hell, but like every time it's like a different type of scary, and like
0: it's really unique in that way. Yeah, I guess horror is a interesting genre. I've, I feel like you can't really have a horror game if you don't nail the atmosphere i think horror
1: is all about atmosphere absolutely like tension and stress and like anticipation are huge elements of horror even non-jump scare horror right like not cheap horror like real horror still is all about like making you uncomfortable in the atmosphere that's around you Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so i think yeah i think horror in general horror movies and games are like where i feel the most atmospherically immersed in most in experiences that i have for sure that's Um, fair i also think first person games just in general need a major call out because i feel way more atmospherically immersed when i'm in a first person game than in any other type of game like for example if i if what remains of edith finch or outer wilds had been third person it would have been a completely different experience for me and not nearly as atmospheric
0: i agree yes um, food, water, atmosphere. What's the theme here? Underwater. Rollick and chat asking. I don't asking know us.
1: why you're even gracing that with reading it on the
0: podcast. <laughs> uh, yes, if you're listening, we are live every usually every Monday at eight thirty p.m. Eastern, doing our podcast. Today it's this week. It's Wednesday. You could you would know if you were in our Discord because you we would. give announcements all the time. And you should
1: get in our Discord before this Saturday because there will be an announcement this Saturday. That's exciting.
0: Yeah yep
1: um anyway that's it a this bit saturday that you want to hear so get yes. the fuck in it oh rollick does bring a good example before i ask you where people whether we have a patreon question amnesia the dark descent is one of the like granddaddies of atmospheric first person games that was one of the first games to really nail atmosphere for me from a horror perspective. It, it's amazing. Amnesia, like literally nothing is happening and it's like the scariest experience of
0: your life. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair. <laughs> I mean, sometimes, oh. yeah, but even being able to successfully craft the tension to pull that off is... Uh, it's crazy. It, that's what I'm yeah, saying. It's it, like an it, achievement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. An intentional, very intentional atmospheric... Um, oh, we have lost the Skylar... He whoops, is gone. Whoops! He's Pretend back. That did happen. Let's go. <laughs> uh, so yes, to to circle back though, we do have a quality time question. Okay. Uh, it comes from the man Josh Massey. He All asks, right. "What are your thoughts about Splitgate being a Halo and Portal mix, and what do you think their future will look like? Example, like is is, it, is this a chance at a like Game of the Year kind of thing, or is something that's going to die in a few months?" Um, so as
1: far as I know, right, Splitgate isn't even out yet, right? It's in beta or early access or something, right? I
0: don't know. I think Basically, so. Basically,
1: all I gotta say about Splitgate is I heard about it like a year or two ago, and it looked like crap. And then I, yeah, it's in beta now. So like, I personally have not been impressed with Splitgate. The 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 game doesn't look that fun to me, but then again, I don't think I'm really the target audience for Splitgate. I think you're much closer to the target audience for Splitgate. So
0: how are you feeling about it? Well, um, first, from just a strictly gameplay perspective, I also tried it out um, a couple of years ago, I want to say. And um, at the time, based off of the clips I've recently seen of Splitgate, I can say that right now it looks a lot more polished than when I played it previously. Mm. So I don't have a good handle on what it plays like right now. Um, Some of the Halo guys in the Discord um, were fans of it. Um, And I I feel uh, the one thing, a lot of people on Instagram are pinging me. um, Rolex in chat right now literally saying the time to kill is pretty high. Something um, in common with Halo that it's got a Halo-y vibe to it. Like Josh says, like, portal and Halo mixed. When I played it last time, I felt like the idea was broken. Like that... And and maybe it's because I was thinking of it in a really Halo kind of way, but, like, Halo's all about, like, controlling power positions, power weapons, power-ups, but power, in effect, really to control power positions on the map. And when you can just portal around, that felt kind of broken. You know what I mean? It's like... It's more of just, like, is it more of clever portal manipulation, whatever? So, I don't know. The gameplay didn't hook me the last time I played it. I still need to give it another chance, technically. However, I will say, I will say, I think their development team are four engineers, that's it, who um, had to recently go out and get, like, some VC funding to be able to buy more servers because their servers were full, um, to get more servers, so... I am a big fan of them and their studio, and hope they succeed, knowing that they are going through something kind of similar as to like what we would uh, be trying. Small team. Um, the, some of the developers I do know from. Um, I can't remember his name right now. Oh, I'm spacing the name, but they were they previously worked at three four three, and um, so you they have actually- to like them. <laughs> They actually designed an iteration of the Halo 5 gameplay called Mythic Arena. This this one particular um dev I'm thinking of that was actually fun. It was uh so I maybe I should give it another chance and play. I I don't know, you know, will it last for a long time? My vibe is that people were wanting something it it, it was it just blew up at a like kind of good time. Um, Apex, the season hadn't released yet. People are getting sick of Warzone. There's a lot of hacker problems in these games. But I think it was earlier today or yesterday, um, Ape, the new Apex season's out. So I think that will be more, you know, a thing to watch for. To, it's like to put well, it do
1: simply, because, you know, Anthony loves to put it complexly. <laughs> I'm going to put it simply. Arena shooters are dead if they're not Halo, so this game is dead. <laughs> Is gonna die in a few months. I don't 100%, know, man. I, I I will. I would bet two thousand
0: dollars on that fact. Yeah, I um. Yeah, I, I feel like it's it. The odds are against are stacked against them. I mean, this uh, has like
1: some of the most unique mechanics of any region shooter we've seen in recent history, and
0: I still think I still have, think it's definitely dead. Yeah, Sean's saying in chat. The dead other arena arriving. shooter, I think it was like bit shot oh my I'm god missing. that game was so bad it looked interesting it looked compelling like off the trailer but yeah it, you know it's dead um yeah arena shooters like to to skyler's point i can't think of like any arena shooters that are really on a <laughs> multiplayer level yeah su- like staying relevant and alive outside of halo and Halo is only alive because of its nostalgia ip
1: factor i think right like Uh, if halo was released today as a brand new game i don't think people would be like this is great they'd be like what is this
0: yeah i don't know infinite i think does a lot to appeal to a modern audience personally and i think that if five was released on pc and some well no i agree with you but i'm saying
1: if if the old games didn't exist Right, if it didn't have the yeah. clout that it had, I don't know if it would have been. Yeah, able to I don't succeed, know either. Even I, it's with a, its modern, I think appeal.
0: that's fair. There's such a huge like two thousands era nostalgia momentum behind Halo for Absolutely. so many people. So, yeah.
1: yeah. Anyway, so there you go. My view: arena shooters are dead. So you can quote me on that, and if I'm wrong, you can call me out. <laughs> Boom.
0: And I think uh, that yeah, it's going to be tough to stay relevant, especially considering that, like we said, the the arena shooter is coming out what in like a couple months, few right? Months? Exactly, yeah. Like, what a time to release your like innovative arena shooter when the the only arena shooter that matters comes out in four months or whatever. Yeah, it's it's going to be a tall order. But I wish I hope this devs uh, can continue to make games and succeed enough. To make games, that's cool. That's true. I hope anyone who's passionate about making games can make games. I agree with yes. that for sure. Yes. Uh, where can people find us? You can find us at koalaentertainment dot uh, There you have links to all our social media, as we called out before, especially Discord, um, where I, that's, the the hype train is going to leave the station this Saturday to bigger, greater, significantly more epic things um, come soon <laughs> and uh also in the discord we do giveaways every three weeks we are actually about to roll a giveaway winner at the end of this podcast um we give away your choice of 50 birth uh, uh birthday <laughs> birth- 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 <laughs> <laughs> your your choice of 50 dollar <laughs> gift cards plus your choice of any merch from our store and we do it every three weeks we also do that on instagram follow us on instagram follow us on whatever social media you like Thank you to all our patrons for their amazing support. Happy birthday, Jamie. And uh, uh, we'll see you. All right. Talk to you guys later. Goodbye.